to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Beasley. Our top story today, the Peachtree State Showdown is the center of activity, the center of attention for what is unresolved, the net, the outcome of the presidential election. And I have to say, Binkley and I uh, have been all over Stacey Abrams' role in Georgia. Uh, Binkley has been following it just month after month for literally years, anticipating her role in disputed voting. I mean, this thing has been a long time coming. And then I remember right after the election, even though Georgia was not in the forefront that day, I thought this has got to happen. Georgia has to be the center of attention. And it's not just for the presidential thing, which today they said the recount, the second recount or whatever is over and we're recertifying for Trump. I do not, I'm not sure that is over because they can still dispute ballots if I understand correctly how it works. But the real question is which way will the two Senate seats go and the runoff on January 5th? Yeah, that is the question on everybody's minds. And the Republicans or the right are in fighting about this now with the Lynn Wood group. Lynn Wood's being accused of being a Democrat and the establishment sort of globalist Republicans because Lynn Wood is telling people not to vote in the runoff because he says they were abandoned by the Republican Party and the Republican Party needs to earn their votes by doing something to stop the election from staying certified in Georgia because of the belief that it is stolen. So there's the infighting there. And I think the Republicans really do have something to worry about in Georgia. I've, I've expressed this concern. I think the candidates on the, for the Republicans are immensely unlikable. And I think that with Stacey Abrams' massive voter infrastructure set up all over the state of Georgia, bringing people in from other states to canvas, having celebrities go around, targeting the kids, the young people with video games and events where they get to meet celebrities and get Adidas shoes. I think the Republicans have a lot to worry about when it comes to that. And Abrams organization that she founded being under investigation. There's a ton of stuff going on in Georgia right now, but you would only think that half of it is going on because the mainstream media, including the AJC, will not even talk about major events that are happening in Georgia, like the rally that was in Alpharetta, the Linwood rally. We talked, I, I believe they showed some pictures of that rally without really giving any context or discussing it. If I missed something about it, then I missed it and I'll happily read it and correct myself, but I haven't seen anything and they ignored completely Rudy Giuliani's hearing yesterday, the hearing for fraud investigation at the Golden Dome, which was a big event. And there was a lot of people there. And it was the long event. They were laying out evidence. They showed this video that they are alleging was election workers telling people to go this home. This is what I want to hear about. Can you do you told us about this, right? But uh, yeah, I told you about it when it was breaking yesterday. They're alleging that the election department sent absentee ballot counters home at 1030. And then after everybody left, there was four people that were still there. They pulled out what they're saying is a suitcase full of ballots and began counting those ballots without being supervised after everybody else was gone. And the belief is that they're pushing through, I believe, ballots that were rejected And so it's not finding new ballots. It's rejected ballots that they're pushing through anyway is the claim. 
I don't know if that's true. You can't tell if that's true based on the video. What you see in the video is you see four people there after other people have left. You see the timestamps, which you you pointed out. You asked a great question to ask about that. And then you see them pulling this, what looks like a suitcase, out from under the table. And I haven't seen anybody dispute it. If it's not true, then AJC or whoever, come out and debunk it. Don't just ignore it. Just ignoring it makes people think it's true. It makes people think you're trying to cover it up. And I found an article from ABC News on November 3rd that says, and this is related to the pipe bursting in State Farm Arena that we talked about with Garland, which wasn't a pipe, it was a toilet. They said exactly what I just said, that Regina Waller, the Fulton County Public Affairs Manager for Elections, told ABC News that the election department sent the State Farm Arena absentee ballot counters home at 1030. So that part of it, you can corroborate with ABC News back then, but that still doesn't prove anything. Debunk it, show more proof, do something is creating that that vagueness that gives both sides something to grab onto, except that one side's not even hearing about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I looked at the videos, one of the sets of videos that you sent me, and it had four different CC, you know, whatever closed circuit television viewpoints. Three of the rooms were totally empty, and one, you did see them pull out the ballots and it did i think the timestamp was like 1108 or something so they made sure everybody was gone that's what it looks like the timestamp of course like you pointed out could be messed with but it it passed the you know first pass smell test so yes yeah. let's, let's learn more about that and it was consistent with what garland was saying it was. about what they the people on the ground the observers were puzzling over how they could have left with X count and then at 1.30 bunch more ballots showed up that they did not see counted and the counting supposedly had stopped. So this is totally consistent with our man on the ground. It is. Again, it's a piece of evidence. It's not proof and I don't know exactly what's going on in that video. When I see it, there's no sound, and I'm not familiar with the processes that go on when you're doing election counting. So there could be knowledge that informs us that we go, oh, well, that's perfectly normal. That's not out of the ordinary, but we're not hearing that. That's the problem. We're not hearing anybody say that it's not true. We're just seeing them ignore it. This makes me think, again, of something I mentioned we were doing an interview with Carl Wood, which we're going to be releasing, I don't know when. I think, well, let's do it for early release for patrons this weekend. And then it'll be our interview for next week, which we release a new interview every every other Friday. Great. Fantastic. Agenda setting theory. Agenda setting theory is a social, social science theory that postulates that the media has this power to control what people think about and what they focus on and view as important. So setting the parameters of what our minds pays attention to and completely ignoring something, as you know, with Ron Paul, you can get a large majority of the public just to be completely unaware of some things that have gone on. That was the difference between Ron Paul and Trump, in my opinion, that if Ron Paul had gotten even the abuse that Trump got, he would have been uh, he would be he would have been the president. And then the other thing I will say is in when I used to prepare for the WSB show, which was a call in show. It, part of the thing was that you had to engage with the audience. I mean, I could just go on a drone for three hours about, and I had done that occasionally when something was really compelling and nobody knew anything about it. Like, 
what was going on in Afghanistan and I really cracked the code on some stuff. But that's not really what talk radio is. What it is, is you have to get people to call you. So I learned over the years exactly how to reach people. And you you cannot reach them if they haven't heard enough about the subject to feel comfortable with their opinion. And so it, I could tell them everything they need to know to have a conversation, but they would not pick up the phone and call unless they'd heard it all week. It was very kind of, you know, bite size, maybe even emotional. So that power to frame the issues, it really frustrated me, but it was absolutely insurmountable. I could not tell people what to think about and talk about just for the purposes of my show. I simply had to do what was in the news. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Y'all check out Neighbors over the holidays. Great time to get somebody in your family or your friends some sustainable products in this day and age that we are living in. It's really disappointing to me that the AJC did not even sniff this story. They brand themselves on their Twitter page as Atlanta's best source for news. They pride themselves in their investigative journalism and their focus on local issues and news as well as national. And yet, this local event, this this tour of Rudy Giuliani, where he's going to the swing states and he's holding these major events, this presentation of what they're claiming to be evidence, these people coming up who have signed affidavits, eyewitnesses testifying to their experiences. That is a major event in the history of the world, what's going on right now. And it's happening in your hometown, and you're the main newspaper in that hometown, and you don't say a word about it. To me, that tells you that they might as well be Google, might as well be CNN. The Google News Initiative, I pointed out a long time ago that they are part of it. That doesn't mean that all the reporting they do is aligned with that or controlled with that. Some of the local stuff I really enjoy, but when it comes to their reporting on the major narratives, you get the exact same stories you get from CNN, MSNBC, from all those things. And they, they, they reported on every single empty, anonymously sourced allegation about the P dossier in Russia for four years. And they don't even mention something going on in their hometown that is a huge story. And I don't think that they, I'm pretty sure they never got sold. So Cox owned them and WSB and all that stuff. And they sold WSB to that, uh, Epstein associate. And, uh, but the AJC, I think, stayed maybe with Cox or stayed independent. I mean, I just always think that's interesting because they let me be on WSB until it got sold. And then that day right. I was gone. And AJC is still on that. Oh, but the AJC always was kind of Democrat leaning. They allowed that side of themselves, which I think is authentic. Yeah. To come out and it's their newspaper. They can do what they want. Right. I, I, I'm with you there. And I found something else that you were telling me earlier. Interesting. Well, I want to hear. Well, one more thing about AJC. Please debunk it. Please. I would love to like <laughs> talk about it and debunk it. The same thing with like with the Hunter Biden story, which we talked a little bit about. I don't want that to be true. Please debunk yeah. it. But nobody is. <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of Hunter Biden 
asleep with a what Tripoli said was a meth pipe in his mouth, which you wouldn't. I mean, somebody obviously put it in his mouth to take the picture. Or he fell asleep with it in his mouth and somebody took a picture. Seems unlikely, though. I guess I've so. seen people fall with asleep. With a meth pipe? If you are doing meth, the, meth if you have the pro- kind of problem this guy has, you're falling asleep with that stuff all over you probably pretty frequently. Meth? Yeah. Well, I, you know the difference between I heard it was a crack pipe. Right. And Tripoli corrected it. He said it's a meth pipe. Now, I don't know if there's a difference between a crack pipe and a meth pipe. I, I would be surprised, but apparently. And you can smoke whatever you want out of whatever you have. Uh, I don't I don't know. But I just he looked to me like somebody put the thing in his mouth to take the picture. But the picture in itself was pretty crazy. And uh, the the thing that you were saying earlier about how now they're saying like they're just inferring yeah. <laughs> that yeah. people are acknowledging Biden as the president. I just think that's that's kooky. Let me read you the, the headlines you're referring to. I mean, why do that if you if it's inevitable? Like, why are they? There's why are a, yeah, they, this really hard why are they push this game? to convince their viewers that people who support Trump or worked with Trump have acknowledged Biden's victory. And they've been doing this a lot. And almost every one of them that I've seen, when you actually look at the article and what went on, not true. Here's a couple of examples. This is from the Washington Post yesterday. They have the little latest trending news thing. And number one and number two on the latest trending news, number one, here's the headline. Farrar resigns as White House communications director in tacit nod to Trump's loss. Latest news number two. David Perdue appears to tacitly acknowledge Biden's victory in a video call with Republican group. AJC Today. David Perdue tiptoes toward an admission that Donald Trump lost. Now, I'll tell you in that first case, Farrar, who worked in the communications office in the Trump White House, she was starting a business anyway, and she was going to quit a few months ago. So she was already on the way out and she mentions nothing about accepting Joe Biden as the president. None of it. They just threw that in there. They just made it up. Right. So she, why not take take off before Christmas then after? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And with David Perdue, he was talking. They were making plans about their their you know, forward operations. And it was if Biden ends up as president. This is likely to happen. That's not an acknowledgement. That is looking at the options that it's going to be Biden or it's going to be Trump. So you're planning yeah, for the right, future. Of course. Yeah. That's so what they, the GSA did. Yeah. That's what the General Services Administration did. And it and it literally the headline in the Daily Mail, which people make fun of me for looking at yeah, on that day was that the do something to the effect of Biden declared winner. By U.S. government or by Trump administration. It was just so it was preposterous to the point where I expected there to be some news about it, some like right reaction to it. And I didn't remember a couple of weeks ago they were saying that Trump appears to acknowledge that he lost on Twitter when Trump explicitly said that he wasn't acknowledging that he lost. So they were just twisting his words. They, what they want to do with these articles is they want their viewers to look at it and go, well, you see, even everybody yeah. who works around him will, will acknowledge it, but this crazy dictator won't. And then later, when if you try to say something like, well, I mean, he's the presumptive president, like people are just like, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get that? You're one of those people. I get that look. It's like, yes. I'm yeah. not one of those people. All the What's the F? Like, I just, I understand how it works. Hey, man, you need to be sent to a re education camp. <laughs> They're coming. 
Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash report yeah the media wants to control your reality and it's never been more obvious than it is right now it's so obvious that it almost feels like it's a sick joke that's being played on us we used to play this improv game called do it wrong and the idea was that you do everything wrong on purpose so say i might establish that i'm in a house by opening a cabinet door or pulling something out of a refrigerator using pantomime and then right after shutting it i just walk right through the wall or, or i might pretend to be somebody's dad and go hey son throw me an apple and he might go, here's your apple, dad. And then I would go, I don't know you. I'm just waiting for my bus at the Marta station. You just do every, you gaslight the the reality of, yes. of the scene. It feels like the media has been told, go wild, be as crazy as you want, contradict everything, and let's see how much they can take and what they'll put up with. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are Plenty of psychological observations. I was looking up. I was trying to get to the bottom of that guy last night that we observed on the Rockfin video. Imran Ahmed, I think yeah, his name right. is. And it's he's the uh, Center for Countering Digital Hate. Something ridiculous. He got David Icke kicked off. Of yeah. the social and, media platforms. And it, it reminded me of Indivisible, the way he was talking. Yeah. And he was a, a, a Labor Party operative, but like a, you know, within the Labor Party, he was trying to get out the people who were too fringy for the Labor Party, whatever. So he's a super sketchy dude. And uh, he, so I looked up what I found. I remembered him from somewhere. And what it was, was there was an ad for employees that he put out in August. Now it's 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 gone from his website, but I found it in the Wayback Machine, and it was looking for researchers and um, some kind of manager for their like stop fake news initiative. And the job description itself goes through the kind of like monitor the fake news sites, figure out how they make their money, pressure advertisers to abandon them. They were targeting people who uh, had news sites that fostered bigotry, climate denial and medical misinformation. That was in August. But I'm just saying they actually... I mean, they have people trying to figure this stuff out. It's just overt. And I've had a very hard time figuring out where the money comes from for that guy. So anybody who wants to give me it's ultimately headquartered in the Cayman Islands, which is just sketchy. So but the point is that that here is a guy spending. I mean, it was like thirty five or forty thousand pounds a year for one of those jobs. And it was a permanent job. So somebody's paying big money to crack the code on this stuff. And then he brought up this whole, like, there's this movement that's coalescing around hate in the U.S. And and they've roped in anti-vaxxers and they want to make their basket bigger. And I, I was laughing at it. Then I see this Gab blog post that just it just went too far. And it really reflected what you were saying about the Lynn Wood stuff where Q is now they are now co-opting Christianity and it looks yeah. it's very exploitive to me it just it is absolutely like a marketing tool it's offensive to me 
Yeah. I saw something about, I saw a debunk about a picture of Jesus kneeling down to Trump because somebody was claiming that Facebook ripped it off the internet. Somebody made that as a meme or something. And apparently See, they didn't rip it off the internet, but that fits with the theme that you're talking about. Yeah, but any, that is so offensive to an actual Christian. Plus, by labeling a Christian, you make it de facto anti-Muslim and anti-Jew, which is what this guy was saying about the movement. And it looked like they were, I, I, I shouldn't say that like, that's what I think of Christianity. I'm just saying, if this thing is a setup, that's going to be the next step. That's a what to watch out for. Just by labeling it Christian, yeah. this guy is going to infer that it's, or it's going to fold in with his claim already that this crowd is both anti-Semitic and anti-Islamic. Yeah, yeah. And that, so... It reminds me so freaking much of the book I read, Conjuring Hitler by Guido Preparata, where they just find whatever movements they can to make this, 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 to give momentum to the most destructive reactions to the problems in the society. It's really, and, and I consider that like, so the gab guy who I used to kind of give the benefit of the doubt. Now I actually, I do not. Now I think he's full of it. And in November of 2016, he said, well, I'm just coming out of the closet as a Christian. I used to deny it because I didn't want to get the flack and obviously I'm getting flack. I'm like, okay, so five months before November of 2016, you know, that was hot and heavy Trump campaign stuff. That was, you know, Pepe rising. And I just feel like it's just one of those things where I I don't trust that. I don't trust it either. Nothing in the news do I trust right now because it's all over the top and confusing. You know, that's not the news. That's Gab. That's Gab, but that is the news for that audience. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you think it isn't, like we say, oh, it isn't being covered, but in a way it really is being very heavily covered, like the Lynn Wood stuff and the Gab stuff, that, and this guy is giving it a lot of credence. One more thing related to all of this, Governor Kemp came out and said that he is going to call for a signature audit. He's going to call for the secretary to do a signature audit based on what he saw yesterday, referring to the video, the Rudy Giuliani video. Yet that is not even on the AJC as far as I can find. The governor makes this statement to Fox News last night. I was going to say, I saw it in my feed. Not, not from the AJC. AJC. No, right. Not on the AJC. How do you because not that- cover a statement by the so- governor? He's going to it's the mail in ballots. He's going to do the signature checking. I, I figured absentee ballots. Yeah. A signature audit. Yeah. See, it's not over yet. No, it's even in Georgia. Not. But I want to know after all this, not a single vote has changed for the Purdue Ossoff race. Is it yeah. closer or further away? You know, and that that's why it's so important that Raffensperger said we're not going to make any changes unless there are irregularities, you know, unless it's suspicious. So presumably the audit and the recount are more accurate than the initial vote count. But he said, we're not going to replace the initial vote count with these more refined counts unless you have an allegation of malfeasance. Yeah. So I just I would like to, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure that not, that answer is answerable. That question is answerable. Let me ask Garland. 
And right on point, AJC today launches a campaign check ahead of Georgia's Senate runoff in order to help readers sort through claims made by candidates in the Senate runoff election on January 5th. So there's we're going to be addressing the misinformation and disinformation and telling you what's true and what's not. And yet they're not reporting, at least as far as I can tell, on the biggest stories in the country right now that's happening in their own backyard. What a joke. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. I really want to get to the PCR test, the demand that the original article that established the PCR test as we know it, uh, there was a demand by a bunch of scientists who peer reviewed it and they demanded that it be retracted. It was originally published by a magazine called Euro Surveillance. And one of the complaints, they have 10 complaints. One of the complaints is the original authors of that study were on the board of Euro Surveillance and therefore were not scrutinizing it critically enough to pass this kind of muster. But I, I, I had this a couple of times, but so many people have sent it to me. We absolutely must address it. The original paper was Corman Drosten. Um, it was a, uh, it, it was setting the parameters for the reverse transcription PCR test. So what that is, is they take, fra- d- uh, they try to find fragments of the RNA in your blood that if you back into what DNA must have produced that RNA, so a little piece of the your DNA produces RNA, which produces proteins and like gets things going. If you can find the RNA floating around in your blood, you can back into what the DNA must have looked like. So that's reverse transcription. And then the PCR test, I, I forget what it stands for, but it's the, it figures out, it takes those, what, what this study says is it wants three unique nucleic acids, preference, preferably not too close to each other on the DNA. And then they can magnify it through the PCR test and tell you if you have it or not. If, so the, the problems they had with this were, that when they made the PCR test, they did not have the actual SARS-CoV-2 stuff. So they went yeah. and took SARS-CoV-1 from 2003, and then they guessed 
how it might be different. Okay. What they said was if, if they don't have the unique, and I always wondered about this too, is like if they haven't purified it, how do they have unique markers so they know it's this one and not one of the other 70 something coronaviruses out there? And they're saying they don't have the unique markers or to the extent they've gotten them since this study was published, they haven't redone the study. Yeah. They also say that at, that it should be done between 25 and 30 cycles, just to put an actual number on that. And that above 35 cycles, it absolutely does not detect live viral load. The amount is too small. They also said that the test did not give parameters of temperature, of cycle rates, of, um, what it would, what, uh, what a pot, what a, what, the parameters were a negative parameter and a positive parameter. So it didn't say this is what you need to find in order for it to be positive for this specific virus. And this is what, if you find this, you have to call that a negative because it's not this specific virus. So they don't have like markers. It's basically um, willy nilly. They said it's very vague, very prone to false positives. And the theme in the news from these public health officials is just assume you have it. And stay home. So the tests seem to be taking that same presumption. Yeah. And they said it is this this protocol is useless as a specific diagnostic tool. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's extremely unreliable, even in very controlled lab environment like they had. But because they didn't publish the protocols no lab could even be following these protocols because they don't know what they are yeah uh they 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 said it does not distinguish between intact viral um sequences or, or fragmented so fragmented one is not and i've thought this too i was like if it's just bits and pieces then how do you know it's viral? And it says if you if they are not intact, then it isn't. It isn't. It it isn't capable of doing what they say the virus does because it's just fragments of it, which means it's not a live viral. It's not infectious, is what they said. There's no way here to determine whether you're talking about somebody who's infectious or not. So they demanded that Eurosurveillance take this down. And the letter I saw from Eurosurveillance in response to them was something to the effect of, and I tweeted this, others have tweeted it, the whole package of stuff, the original, which is in German, this this 10-point rebuttal and then Eurosurveillance's letter which is we're horrified and this should be retracted immediately now I don't know if they did retract it but it doesn't matter because the damage is done Um, this I don't know if this study itself was taken down it's on ResearchGate right now but it it is not I mean I waited and I checked it out to see if it was debunked or if there was anything about it that didn't make sense but when I read it like the third time and every single thing it said was exactly what I, I figured would have happened because that's what Carrie Mullis said you had to watch out for for the PCR test. Yeah. It was designed for something that isn't robust enough for a viral load. Right. And that is 
the New York Times article that they published yes. on a Saturday, never mentioned again, right. said up to 90% of the people who tested positive would have tested negative had the test been analyzed accurately. And yeah, this says 97% over 35 is a false positive. Yet we are rushing through a vaccine that has never been tried before this type. That might, that might save one life in 15,000. They're telling us some people are going to have some really pretty strange side effects and they need to be prepared for it and they have to get the second one even after having those side effects. They're racing past the actual issue and that is what is this thing <laughs> and how many people have really called it. Don't and, even get me started on that. Yeah. In the Patron 15, I will tell you about what an ex-Pfizer vice president has to say about the vaccines, and I think you'll find it interesting. I want to tell you a little something about the Black Panthers then and now, and you're going to have to participate in that, Binkley, because you have half of the equation there, (laughs) and some news about pot. Oh, everybody loves some good pot news, so I look forward to that. <laughs> it is it is good pot news. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report, become a patron. We also do virtual parties and other fun things, one of which we're having this evening. And check us out on Rockfin where we do deep dives into the panel discussions where the world's elites discuss how they're trying to shape the world in their favor. Have a fantastic weekend and or we'll see you in Patreon 15. DPP or the DPP. I'm down with DPP. The disappearing baby. First friend.